Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Dawn of the Dead. In the year 1978, there was no more room in hell. That's when you go to the Holiday Inn. Is that one of those slogans? <laughs> when there's no more room in hell, you go to the Holiday Inn. Or no, the Motel Six. You go to the Motel Six. If there's no room, more room in hell. I think. <laughs> That's why the baby Jesus there's no came more back room in hell, bed, right? There was no more room in hell, so we went to the manger. That's, Have I got that right? <laughs> I think that's what it says in, in the book of Luke, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yes, this is this is from the book of Matthew here. Is that where the... That was my introduction to myself. Oh, all right. I was. I'm. You. You already introduced me, so it wouldn't make sense for me to pile on that. Andrew didn't Welcome get a book. Sci-fi Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know if that that awkward moment was for me to jump in and say hi. I'm Andrew, but I'll take it. I think there might be a Gnostic book of Andrew if that makes you happier. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So thanks. those are the those are the books of the Bible I just threw out because they didn't like them. How many? Okay. Like a well, shitload. There's a shitload of them. Because there was no okay. room, more room in hell for the Bible, I guess. It's like the... It um, filled up the hell with shit. It's, it's like the Star Wars stuff that they now call legends because it's not canon anymore. The Bible has loads of that. Yeah. Okay. So like See, in the book of Andrew, you... Chewbacca dies and stuff. <laughs> so but, you explain in Star Wars terms, then it makes sense to me. <laughs> well, today's movie, Dawn of the Dead, kind of has that too because there's like 8,000 different cuts of it. Um, yeah, I have five of them out of the <laughs> however many there are. We watched the one that someone was nice enough to put on YouTube in very nice quality, which runs two hours, 19 minutes, and definitely has Goblin on the soundtrack. Okay. Uh, I don't... I mean, I... Yeah, because the, the Argento cut's called Zombie. Oh, it definitely was not that. That one runs like 90 minutes, I think. It's like real short, right? Yeah. So the two... Uh, yeah, that's a, I think that's the one I typically watch. Yeah, that, I definitely remember seeing that, though I do remember seeing it a few times not having Goblin. So, um, man, two hours, that's long as hell, man. Luke, did you rock out the Goblin? I, I couldn't even tell you which was the movie. All the stuff from there. It sounded like 70s movie music to me. Okay, well, that was Goblin making 70s music. Movie music. Yeah. Actually, Luke, we should start with you. Is this your first time on this one? I don't think it was quite my first time because as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I remember this. Oh, I remember that line. So I must have watched it at some point, but it's one of those weird films where it's like, even if I hadn't watched it, it created a whole genre and all the other films are basically this. So. Right. Maybe you saw the Schneider cut. <laughs> no, I haven't. I've definitely haven't seen the Schneider one. I definitely it was this one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like, you know how in the 90s they didn't call them first person shooters, they called them doom clones. 
Oh, yeah. Like, you could call, like, zombie movies just Dawn of the Dead clones. Yeah, because Night of the Living Dead's a little too insular. Like, people don't copy that one quite so much. It was like, this movie almost, like, copies in, like, two minutes just by showing all the rednecks at a farmhouse. But, uh... <laughs> Like, hey, there's Night of the Living Dead. Let's move on. But yeah, Night of the Living Dead just felt like a, like a, it felt like a contained incident when I watched it. I have seen that as well. Yeah. Whereas this feels like the end. Yeah, this one's much more expansive, much bigger budget. Um, my first getting into this movie was going to Andrew's house and it was on the TV. So I'm just going to punt the ball straight to you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Well, Dawn of the Dead is my dad's favorite movie. And so. We saw it quite a lot, and uh, he was a biker, so he and his buddies absolutely love zombies and being bikers. So if you have a movie that combines them, that's a magic formula. So, yeah, I've seen it quite a number of times. But you, I know you don't have an aversion to this movie, but you do have an aversion to zombie movies. I just don't tend to like them. Like, they really have to work hard for me to like them, because... I think because my introduction to them was Night of the Living Dead in this, uh, like you were saying, you know, Doom clones. <laughs> Just yeah. a, a formula they don't seem to be able to escape. And I maybe we should just lay it on the table um, with the sort of... Um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, Fast-moving versus slow-moving. I'm pretty much on the slow moving side with this movie making very great um, examples of the slow moving zombie. Oh, are we going for this? Are, are we talking about this? Luke, where do you, where, where does it lie for you for slower, fast zombie? My feeling, if you've got a fast zombie, why even bother making it zombie? Just give me raptors or something more interesting. Like the point yeah. of the zombie is it's a shuffling corpse, right? But if it's just yeah. running around screaming and chasing you, then just give me a more interesting monster. Yeah, well, this is why Danny Boyle comes up with the infected for the 28 days later, right? you know, so that it can be, you know, more like the crazies, I guess, which well, was... yeah, when um, when Resident Evil went from slow zombies to fast zombies, the fast ones are not zombies. They're all they do way more wacky shit. They got all tentacles coming out of them. And, and it's like, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Like, just make it something different and interesting if you're just not going to do zombies properly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Um, I have no emotional stake in it whatsoever. I just don't really dig zombies for the most part. I mean, part of the reason why I saw this so much as a kid is because I did not find them frightening whatsoever. The only, my only squick with uh, zombie movies, in particular the Romero ones, was the way they will then engulf someone, and the the gory Tom Savini effects that I'm sure we'll mention when one is taken apart in various ways by the. The, the the inhumanly strong dead people <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's that's a i guess that one scene is sort of our precursor of uh of day of the dead which pretty much fills most of the movie with that stuff <laughs> yes yeah i i do remember as kids that's actually maybe veering a touch away from day of the, like, like looking at the fangorias and like how they did it and then watching dawn of the dead instead it's it's true um to kind of like put it in perspective for people that maybe don't know, the 80s were the boom of practical effects and Savini was one of the big names. Dawn of the Dead is very much a 70s movie. So it was yeah. pre all of that. Hmm. They're blue here. I mean, it was when, was it, with, yeah, Christmas time, was it? In, in the film? Yeah. I can't remember if they established that. No, it's probably because I just watched 12 Monkeys too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was thinking maybe it's cold so all the zombies are blue. 
Could that, be, yeah. I feel like a lot of the the aesthetic has changed since this film, but the beats of the film really haven't. Like other zombie films look different, but what happens is they've pretty much nailed all of it here in this first one. And I, yeah. I, I think yeah. I'm, I'm the same as you. I don't find the zombies themselves at all scary. Maybe occasionally they can get me with a jump scare, but I, I really like just like slow post-apocalypse stuff. So really, if I'm going to watch this kind of thing, I would lean, even though it's not a great film, the sort of the I Am Legend version, where it just leans into the alone in the city part of it, and the zombies are mm-hmm. just an excuse. <laughs> yeah, well, that's where it all came from anyways, even Night of the Living Dead, you know. Yeah. And the, the claustrophobic strategizing, I guess, is kind of interesting in a movie like this. Right. <laughs> Like, you know, putting yourself in a situation like, oh, I'm stuck in this room and I have to figure out how to get anywhere else. You know, I'll be able to do it, but I got to put some strategy into it or I'm going to get my arm eaten off. You know? But if I was going to make that film, I would just I'd use, you know, Triffids or hmm. just something more interesting than a bunch of shuffling dead dudes. <laughs> Dawn of the Triffids would have been wonderful, I have to say. <laughs> um, as for the plot here, I. Don't, I think none of us are committed to the plot. Are any of us committed to the plot? I assumed it was mine because I assume you're doing monkeys and. Okay, people. so you got one? I got one in my head, kinda. Okay, let's do it. risen and it's a spreading plague the police are sent in to clear out an apartment block but somehow this heightened pandemic really highlights the diff- the inherent injustice and racism of the police force so two police officers walk away peter and roger from the swat team they meet up with stephen and francine from the news service who have a helicopter and are tired of giving out Important health information that's being scuppered by corporate interests. When was this film made? Anyway, (laughs) they fly away, encounter a few zombies, and then find a mall, thinking this would be the perfect place to hole up. At the cost of Roger's life, they do manage to remove all the zombies and lock themselves down. But then some bikers show up and they decide they want the mall. After a brief conflict, Stephen bites it, or rather it bites him, and Peter tells Francine to leave, deciding to die a hero's death instead. But at the last minute, he decides to live, and in a surprisingly out-of-context heroic scene, fights his way to the helicopter, at least in the version I watched. There are multiple cuts of this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but but black black man lives, right? You know? Yeah, I like that. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that, I think that was a Ramiro thing because it didn't really happen beforehand. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. No, it's, um, you know, LL Cool J likes to say he's the first black guy to survive a horror movie talking about Deep Blue Sea. But there's at least two before him, if not more. <laughs> so throughout this film, Peter is by far the most sensible one. Oh, yeah. You know, um, well, Roger's got some PTSD, which after the apartment block thing makes some sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll give him that, you know. Um, well, like right at the start of the film, like right at the start, we see. I mean, first, I think we have the bit in the newsroom. But then it's the SWAT team just clearing out these people because they don't want to leave their homes because they've been told to by the government. And it's straight in there with just like, here's a racist cop who's enjoying shooting all of these minorities. And I was like, oh, this film's just going straight there, is it? It went straight there. (laughs) (laughs) I think some of the other cuts go a lot longer in the newsroom, if I remember. I don't know, but if if I happen to grab the wrong disc, because, you know, I, I watched this movie a couple of times a year. Um... And so I'll just throw one on. And as a result, um, they blur together for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I get that. I've had, I've got that with Blade Runner. So I, I don't know which. Kind oh, of Blade gosh. Runner is which. <laughs> yeah. This isn't the podcast for going in depth of like, well, at two minutes, 23 in this cut, you can see. The you know, somebody cut. has. So we yep, don't yep, need yep. To. No, I'm just thinking, <laughs> I, I'm thinking someone had a lot more of the newsroom in one of the cuts, but uh, yeah, the one I watched is definitely the, the standard. Um, it's, this is good acting for a 70s horror movie, by and large. I mean, understated for the most part, but... There's a few extras who, like, they do a line read and it's like, oh, wow, you're just, you've memorized the line and repeating it. But the main cast, they, they yeah, it's understated in a very good and believable way. I liked it. And some of the zombie extras are hamming the shit out of it, because of course you would. <laughs> well, I mean, they were inventing playing these zombies as you went along, right? So, <laughs> tell you what, at the, spoilers, at the end when um, Steven's a zombie, he was really good at it. Yeah, he's one of the main actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but being good at playing a human doesn't mean you're good at playing a zombie. Yeah, no, those are very, very iconic. You know, not only the makeups, but the performances. Like, on most of the, like, tote bags and socks for Dawn of the Dead, you'll see the images of one of them. (laughs) Because they were the ones that could act. I I do like the fact that um, the extras... See, we're going to talk more about the extras as actors, I almost feel like. Just like... Like they're doing insane things that would not be in. I I don't feel like show up in later zombie movies so much. Like people generally aren't willing to go for that weird humor aspect so much. I mean, until you get to like the two thousands and there's the big wave of zombie comedies, right? Oh, I'm not counting the zombie. I'm counting. I'm counting the actual zombie movies. Right, right, right. I mean, I guess a zombie comedy can be an actual. I mean, this one had like a bit a big element of like satire to it. Oh yeah, so, so it makes you know, sense the, there were some some jokier parts to the zombies. I mean, serious socio-economical statements here. I, th- I think this is still sort of the uh, gold standard of the uh, socio-economic uh, sort of horror film. <laughs> yeah, the, everyone kind of. I mean, you'd have to be really daft not to pick up on that. And, and he was still at it. What, like thirty years later, with uh, Land of the Dead, because the City of the Dead's even newer, right? Because Land of the Dead, yeah, city. Uh, yeah, city Land of the Living, the, I guess. Yeah, no, Land, Land of the Dead um, really kind of picks up this, like, finishes uh, the movies in a way and had that giant, like, city where all the rich people lived there and everybody else could just go go die and get eaten. It's a more hardcore version of the, the Hunger Games, I guess. Yeah. What I liked, um, 
you had the guy, Roger, the one who gets bitten first. He was such like clear 70s leading man material. <laughs> and the film sets him up as here is your 70s leading man. And so I feel like it was kind of subservient that subversive that he was the first to go. And he because gets... he couldn't handle it and didn't act like a 70s leading man. <laughs> he got emotional yeah. and got panicky and got himself killed. No, he's already getting like a little bit wonky. I mean, even in the prod, uh, the projects or whatever, right? Well, that, in the projects, he makes the sensible decision of like, oh, fuck, I'm not the good guy. Yeah, right. he makes that sensible decision, but he, he can't live with that decision afterwards, more or less. So especially yeah. now we're going to go pillage them all. And, you know, I mean, you know, if you instinctually or intellectually not instinctually but intellectually know that you need to shoot the zombie in the head but you still kind of feel like you're shooting a person especially if you know him so that was something i really felt was this obviously when this came out this wasn't just a standard genre that everyone knows right so there's like the first scene where peter has to shoot the two kids and i was like oh i bet in 1978 this was shocking as fuck (laughs) whereas i'm just like yeah the zombie shoot (laughs) <laughs> like, um, yeah it was it was also trope. the uh the era of the anti-violent anti-hero when death wish and all this other sort of started to come about and so um to to have a, a self-aware guy who normally would be the tough guy that's destroying the monsters have that sort of breakdown and reckoning i think was really revolutionary as well i think it part of why it holds up so well i was reading um a novel a few years back it's called this book is full of spiders it's the sequel to the book john dies at the end i'd recommend both they're quite funny um but it's got like this group of like zombie apocalypse like prepper survivalist guys and then but briefly you follow their point of view and then like the zombies start coming out of the walls so they shoot them all and get like go crazy later you have follow a different group of characters and they have to escape through a sewer. And it turns out there were no zombies at all. It was just these people. <laughs> and they got shot. Because we have just accepted this idea of a zombie apocalypse now. That if something close to it happened, I think a lot of people would be pretty quick to just pop them in the head. And then when a week oh, yeah, later it turns out we can just cure them and they're all like human beings. Yeah, uh, That's yeah. my least favorite. My when I, when I say I dislike zombie movies, I think it's the, the um, arm to the teeth... Uh, the the zombie killers people that i can't stand like i don't like the band of people that the survivalists this those people just i they can't wipe them out fast enough i'm always rooting for the zombies always (laughs) (laughs) so that's why Shaun of the dead is so good right because you set a zombie film in the uk we don't have much space to hide and we don't have guns everywhere so you gotta bash them in the head with a cricket bat and hold up in a pub (laughs) yeah it was brilliant I li- I still enjoy Shaun of the Dead because of that. But yeah, I was um and oh man, that's going on our supercut where I lost my thought again because it happened again. <laughs> to, to be to be fair, I'm on lots of drugs at the moment. Get, like the, from the very opening of this podcast, Matt's brain is just not functioning today. So yeah, we've got to, a zombie in the room with us as a special for this episode. Yeah, look where I call me a boomer just for anyone that does to us on YouTube. This is my lunch today, man. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Matt got his jab yesterday and he's reacted. So. <laughs> I got oh, okay. last week. Oh, well, I thought it was yesterday. No, 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 I got last week. And then a week later, I get the two crazy viral things show up in the same day. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the second one's been postponed now huh? by the doctor. <laughs> 
So, okay, one guy that didn't have a great reaction. Hello. <laughs> Dude, this is a good one. To, this is a good one to be talking about then because, yep. you know, the walking zombie. Yeah, yeah, I got some zombie flesh on me now. But uh, anyway, yeah, and one of them, it's 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 fine because they're like, oh, it's going to taste horrible. It's like this liquid thing. And at first, I'm like, well, it's just like cough syrup. It's like, oh, it's the aftertaste they're talking about. <laughs> The aftertaste was pretty rank, but uh, little, I'm little. sure zombies taste rank too. Blue flesh tastes rank. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You know, I mean, that's how we know if you shoot the thing, if it's blue, right? That's what George Romero taught us. Yeah. So, listeners, it's almost as if bluewaffle.com. Why? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just take his word for it, please. <laughs> I'm glad that one of you didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> just whatever desire you have to know, just just, just get rid of that. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I'm just going to wait until you break and have to look it up. idea was the survivalist at first we get the um hardcore redneck survivalist of course you know yeehaw all that sort of stuff i mean they're in pennsylvania but you can be plenty redneck in pennsylvania or new york or whatever right oh no they're they're there all right because the time i went to monroeville mall to see like how it had changed or whatever i had it was the same day that i encountered rednecks in the north for the first time so oh is monroeville mall still open for business Okay, I've been I, there a couple times. I, I guess I was complaining with the one they did the Blues Brothers in, which is definitely not open for business. <laughs> oh yeah, no, um, Monroeville Mall. It's they've built it out a lot. So there's like a whole little village of shops outside, kind of like the Mall of Georgia a little bit. Yeah, they didn't car chase it as hard, so I guess you can get away with that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Blues Brothers did some serious um, uh, damage to to that particular facility, which was already closed, but. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, have you seen the Blues Brothers? Yeah, yeah, once. What's a better use of a mall? I'll, I'll throw in mall rats for a third if you want. I'm going to go with this. Okay. My problem with Blue with Blues Brothers, I watched it after my mum had really overhyped it. <laughs> and like when you're 18 and watching it for the first time in like the 2010s, it's not, good. It's not the best. Mm. <laughs> Stick with the soundtrack or better yet, listen to the recordings from the 60s. Yeah. It's like my mum... Like, <laughs> My mom told me, and she's like, oh, it's so funny. She told me the one good joke in the film, and it turns out that it's the one good joke in the film. What's the one good joke in the film? Oh, we play both kinds of music, country and Western. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was going to throw out the, the other bit of the survivalists are the bikers. So, <laughs> bikers, uh, did you realize the... Biker, the... biker, biker, groove. Love. Did you catch on that the uh, lead biker was? Well, you would have had to know. The lead biker was the makeup effects artist. Um, I could tell he was someone. Okay. Because he just had a vibe of I'm here as a cameo. Yeah, and I'm having the time of my see, life. See, it's not from previous movies. He's having a time of his life making all these gore effects. That's right. Like Tom yeah, Savini. Yeah. He also 
I guess you said you have not seen From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, no, yes, no, I still haven't. Okay, because he shows up in there uh, almost 20 years later as a, I think he's Sex Machine, yeah. I, I mean, I think I have seen, probably have seen it like on British TV in like the 90s or something, but I don't remember it very well. Okay, but yeah, he did all of this stuff. So, you know, like at the end, we got the like animal, entry. I mean, you know, it's animal meat, right? Like raw mm. chicken, which I'm sure smelled wonderful, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, did didn't go down so well in that case. I was wondering, like, how much raw meat are they consuming? Have they like cooked it a little bit or anything? But I guess not. What I don't know. Can you can you get raw meat in your mouth and it's okay? Like chicken, because chicken's got like salmonella. You can here. Yeah, you can't in the states. <laughs> no, no. I just mean like like if you're not actually ingesting it, can it screw you up? I'm sure. It's it's, there's a chance. Might not mouth. be the biggest chance. Oh, he's, he's gone gone. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> The zombie apocalypse probably just started happening in Athens, Georgia, Commerce, Georgia, whatever it is. <laughs> I know when um, she had to eat a raw horse's heart in Game of Thrones, it was just made of like gummy bears. <laughs> but I'm assuming they didn't give those extras that courtesy in 1978. When I started teaching in Japan, I um, you know, I taught like I taught like adults, right? Mm. And I do remember the the warm up question was like, "What's the most disgusting thing you've ever eaten?" And one guy's like, "I ate raw chicken." I was really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and then I guess he hurled it or whatever. So <laughs> I think it is just those bugs that I've talked about a few times. Where did the bug, bug eating just came up recently? Where was that? I think, I think we talked about it a bit in um, Silent Green. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... I feel like we talked about it with a guest recently as well. Yeah. So, well, bug eating is a wave of the future, right? So, yeah, but presumably prepared deliberately not to just be a handful of bugs. <laughs> <laughs> For a long time, the worst thing I'd ever eaten was just a cheese and coleslaw sandwich. As a kid, I really didn't like onions. And I bought one not knowing what it was and took a big bite out of it. And it's like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. Okay. <laughs> One of the worst ones I did was, uh, it was, it was like a 15 day camping trip when I was like 13 or 14. And uh, it, it was one guy's turn to cook and he made spaghetti and he just like fucked it up so gloriously. He like found new ways to make spaghetti terrible. <laughs> But, you know, we're out like way deep in the, the countryside or whatever, the mountainside, the frontier, I guess it was the West. So, um, yeah, there was no other choice. We had to eat the shit spaghetti. See, when as an American, you say spaghetti, that includes like the sauce and everything, right? I, I don't remember. He made this weird mass of There's only so beer. much you can mess up the noodles themselves. Right? Yeah, and he did everything he could to mess up the noodles themselves. Okay. They were like a globulous mass of noodle. This is spaghetti. What's the most disgusting thing you've ever eaten? Oh, that's a story. Okay, tell it. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get here, by the way? I leave the room for two minutes and we're on this disgusting thing. Uh, okay, so... Um, Weird thing uh, about the zombies with... eat, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to not tell it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I was dating a rich girl who... Um, where we were at a restaurant and she just ordered a strawberry milkshake, even though it wasn't on the menu. Cause rich assholes can do that. Mm. And uh, so they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we don't make milkshakes. And, and she was like, well, I want one and I'll pay whatever for it. And they're like, okay, we'll go back there and see what we got. And I'm sitting there thinking they are really definitely going to spit a few clams in this sucker. And uh, they bring it out. She takes one sip of it and she's like, oh, this is terrible. And I was just like, oh, my God. Well, 
I'm going to try to save them from also spitting in both of our entrees. So I'm just going to go ahead and drink this whole thing. <laughs> and it was the absolute worst. I mean, Pepto-Bismol, except for somebody pissed in it. <laughs> Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. Pepto pissed on it all. <laughs> <laughs> so and there you are. Why, why, why you're off the line. Um, Tom Savini's Dust Till Dawn character is Sex Machine, right? Correct. Okay, just making sure. Because it's been a little while since I watched that one. So. Me and, too, but, you know, we watched the hell out of that movie. Right, right. I was just making sure I was getting the facts right. So, yeah. Yes. Luke was pointing out. You could at least tell that guy was somebody in, um, in Dawn of the Dead. So, anyway, yeah. what I was trying to do is throw you the idea. Our second group of survivalists, like, actually are the bikers. <laughs> yes, that's true. And this well, is that... the reason for the season. <laughs> you call them survivalists. And, like, when they first see them, he's like, Oh yeah, these guys are professional army. They could survive it on the road. They turn up and just do a bunch of dumb shit and get themselves killed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, this up would, to that this point, be... they've been surviving, man. <laughs> no, they were they were three surviving to the win. Started out with a hundred of them and just whittled down to fifteen. <laughs> I think. <laughs> no, the, they they had... while the zombies are chasing him, goes to get his blood pressure checked. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but that was a great gag, you gotta admit. I mean they yeah, telegraphed yeah. it pretty well, but still, yeah. <laughs> no, they they uh you know they're surviving on their own like idiocy and and PCP and whatever bikers are hopped up on, you know. They got that <laughs> uh that pick up the Volkswagen strength. He's <laughs> like <laughs> I'll feel it tomorrow, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it, now you know you were talking about your dad that being part of the connection and you having access to all of his old biker pictures which i believe you've yeah. done shows on <laughs> i i have I, I did a whole slideshow uh of the you know because my friends go like oh your your parents were bikers well what does that mean and i go well hmm, why don't i just show you so, <laughs> yeah those guys i knew most of those guys that are in the <laughs> like, they were like they were my uncles and stuff <laughs> <laughs> No, I know. Just like, even the ones with the, the special, even the one with the automatic weapons. <laughs> I mean, I guess being the, the kid growing up across here, I just remember a few errant fireworks or something for the most part. But <laughs> yeah, that keep telling yourself that that was a firework. <laughs> it's actually a double barrel in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> the most ridiculous I, I, I've seen with fireworks, at least, um, is. This is in Alabama, so it makes sense. Um, it was at a lake in Alabama. It's Fourth of July, and there's people on like one wooden dock, right? Like like a double deck one. You could like go on up one level. It was either rich house in Alabama. That doesn't make them not rednecks, right? And then another one, like maybe a hundred yards down, with another similar dock. And then everyone taking PVC pipes and putting bottle rockets in and shooting them at each other. Yeah, they did theirs with. Uh handlebars like an extra set of handlebars so they could do two at once oh okay <laughs> double double duty okay how yes. do you because you'd light it on the side of the pvc and okay anyway it's been a while oh it happened <laughs> but I, I was there i'm like why is this happening <laughs> there's yeah. nothing good you know about what they were they were roman candles is what they were oh, okay no no the, 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 these were like the bottle rockets so they had like some trajectory you know because they were shooting yeah, okay. each other so there has to be the possibility of a of horrible injury i guess the closest no, we were the abs 
with the worst neighbors possible. It's just set two fireworks up and stood in between them to try and get a cool shot of them crossing behind me. <laughs> How'd that go? <laughs> I got like a half decent photo. It wasn't great. Okay. <laughs> it was to put a bunch of sparklers in a beer bottle and it exploded. <laughs> Instead of the rock, it was the pebble. Yeah, that's, that sounds like fun. So, um, and you got the helicopter, right? Where are you going to go take it? These guys go to the mall. I mean, around here, I'd go like right up in the mountains. Nice vantage spot, lots of view. There's not many people around, so the zombies aren't going to be attracted. Mm. You know that castle in Togara? Yeah, oh, the castle up here that's been like abandoned for the 80s. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> But you wouldn't have supplies there to speak of. I mean, yeah, you'd have to take supplies up. But also, you know, you can forage in the mountains and shit. Yeah, but, uh, you know, most of us are, like, how many of us could actually live without the modern supply chain for more than three days? Yeah, give it a go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a pretty hefty um, cupboard full of tinned foods and, like, shit like that from the start of the pandemic when we weren't sure what was going to happen. So I better stock up in case the supermarkets run out or something. Mm. You probably, how long did that stuff last? I've been keeping an eye on it. A lot of it is pretty soon. Okay. <laughs> I have to have some, fucking, some meals of awful tinned vegetables soon. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, my, my wife's family has like the, the old school house, which might be okay. But then again, you, then you just end up in the farmhouse situation where I'm living good. So maybe it's not so great. <laughs> that, that was more no. of my uh, society falls apart fallback. It's not really a good zombie fallback. Yeah, I feel like I yeah I'm not that scared of the zombies thing happening because like I feel like we would just shoot like at the start of this film he's saying yeah just just shoot them on sight we just do it <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the the not too much about... different than normal life in yeah. America yeah. <laughs> but the whole point of um, the the zombie thing is a few of them you know you get your you, hubris gets in your way you screw up and little by little there's a few more zombies here and there because you couldn't quite r- wipe them out because right, some of these but, guys are like like um roger right <laughs> but you speak to like uh like a disease guy like a virus that could only be transmitted by biting would not get that far like, <laughs> that's not an efficient way to travel no no yeah but once you get a nice crowd of people you're it's yeah, probably good to go no yeah. if you got like five you can nip that in the bud but uh you know, then you don't. Now you got a problem on your hands. But uh, what you really want is um, Tokyo Fish Attack, which is where it's a virus that like it reconstructs whatever living creature it's in into like a machine to travel it further. So you're like sharks with robot legs hunting people down and shit. That's the zombie <laughs> story I want to check out next. <laughs> sharks with robot legs. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. It's by Junji Ito, who's like the master of horror manga. So <laughs> <laughs> I just think. Uh... The uh, Thanksgiving night or whatever at Walmart at one in the morning. That's pretty much where it jumps off. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> waiting to get inside to get those TVs. It's one in the morning. Because I mean, it used to be re- slightly reasonable. It's like the next morning, right? Like eight. And they kept pushing it back. But they haven't pushed it all the way to midnight, have they? I mean, like right after eat. people are done eating Thanksgiving dinner, they go right outside the store and wait. Wow. Because I always went to the movie theater. You probably do too. I do stay as far away from retail outlets as humanly possible. <laughs> the only thing I've ever like queued overnight for 
was to audition for Star Wars Episode Seven, <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't supposed to leak that it was Star Wars. So there was like ten, like two thousand of us, and they clearly were not going to hire anyone from that audition. <laughs> <laughs> Did they make that announcement? We're clearly not going to hire any of you. No, but when I came in, they're like. So I was like, why did you do this? <laughs> the woman was asking me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anywhere else to be. And it was just like, fill in a form, hand over your headshot and go. There wasn't even like an audition. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously I'd been up since like, up all night. This is when I had a mustache for whatever reason. I looked like I was 40 years old and I was auditioning for like the young lead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to be your young lead. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, teenagers. So try, try and picture like Force Awakens, but where Finn is played by Michael Checklist. <laughs> <laughs> is he in like thing makeup too? The basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to live in Athens, right? I mean, you're not quite in Athens, but uh, what, what, what would be your plan for the apocalypse? I mean, you know, the current one is stay home, so you stayed home. But how about the zombie one? I get turned into a zombie ASAP. Okay, you're just going to go straight with that plan. Go. Yeah, because I, I don't, I don't want to be one of these assholes that that are in the movies. I can't stand, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but we decided Peter was cool. <laughs> no, because you know the guy with the guns is all in charge, and the one with the military experience, and the one who's in the most facebook alt-right groups you know is in charge i just was like just zombie come on (laughs) i'll go to popeyes i'll just eat eat the staff yeah absolutely like would you like a chicken sandwich (laughs) yeah no i i'd much rather be a zombie that's always the question people like okay you can only have one weapon what would you want i'm like i'm a zombie i'm my teeth, <laughs> you know. I'll pay you in teeth. We'll get back to that soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we already got to that. Until time works. Matt is broken today. <laughs> it's <laughs> great, talk, Matt. No, because because there's a tooth in twelve monkeys, but twelve monkeys are recording tomorrow, but it'll come out first. Will it? Beca- because it was delayed. And I already announced it that way. Okay. I mean, I no, mean, one gives a no one gives a shit. Already, you know, you got to stand by your word. <laughs> Who's editing this? Who's got to edit this episode? I, Matt edits I, everything for this podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm not editing anything. I put I find places to stick music in, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, they're, fair. They're going to get the full unabate rated Matt is just tripping boomer experience. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, I'm I'm not quite functional today, so it's fun now. <laughs> I know. I like the Italian zombie movies more. I love uh, City of the Living Dead, for example, or Nightmare City stuff like that. Um, uh, zombie Two, Zombie Three, those are really good ones. But Zombie um, One's this one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my favorite <laughs> like- zombie movie though is is Paranorman of all things. <laughs> It's actually my favorite. Before that was Return of the Living Dead, right? Yeah, which I'm getting to see at the drive-in on Saturday. I loved Return of the Living Dead for most of my life. Yeah, I have a soft spot for it. This Dawn of the Dead was Dad's favorite. Return was like our mutual, like, you know, that was what we liked, both loved. <laughs> see, I'm, what I'm, the feeling I'm getting is, you know, in Ratatouille, 
when he meets the guy, the he finally meets the like food critic at the end. And mm-hmm. he's like, Oh, I thought I thought a guy who likes likes food would be fatter. He's like, I don't like food, I love food. So I only eat the best. I feel like that's mm-hmm. you with zombie movies. It's not that you hate them, it's just that you only watch the good ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm just super, super particular. I mean, some people I know people they'll watch anything zombie that I like, give it to me. Yeah, my um, friend Romo is like that, and it's just like she put me in front of these zombie films and they're all the same and they're all terrible. Yeah. No, um, the girl with all the gifts, probably one of the best. Um, that that's I would highly recommend that if you're looking for something different. But for the most part, what's the most recent one Zack Snyder did? Army of the Dead. Yeah. <laughs> My friend Matty keeps telling me to watch it, and I know I'm gonna hate it. He told you to watch I mean, some other shitty films. He told me to watch it's, a lot of shitty films. <laughs> yeah, it's it's better than like Zombie Land. Yeah, I know loads of people who fucking love Zombieland as well. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> See, I'm like, I like zombie movies because there's kind of a sci-fi concept, but the other thing is I barely watch them. So I've like only watched the good ones. So. Yeah, I think that's where I'm at. I've like seen... Well, that's me with horror generally. I don't just consume loads of horror. So if something like really bubbles to the top, I try and check it out. <laughs> I can I consume loads of horror and tend to go for the things that bubble to the bottom. <laughs> See, I, that's me with sci-fi though. Like, if it's got a robot or a spaceship or a dinosaur, I'm straight there. Like I don't yeah. care how bad it is. Like if it's a if you've got a guy dressed up as a lizard smashing model buildings, I'm happy. Like <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what what is the what is the weird subgenre that I will just dive down. Fucking educational films, you freak. I'm talking like feature. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. I'm talking like feature length uh, stuff. You know, like like not ephemeral films. So good point. Good point. <laughs> um, as far as things that are produced to actually play in a movie theater, yeah, I guess I'm down for most space operas. Although I don't know, there's pretty bad. I, yeah, there's some pretty bad ones. Yeah, but you'll always check them out, right? Yeah, like I'll, if, if there's I'll, a I'll space movie, you'll watch it. I think. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's probably true. Is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that I always end up liking these films. I watch Passengers. Check them out. the sci-fi bent of zombie stuff but prior to this like prior to romero it was a voodoo thing right yeah and this film they still feel the need to throw in some voodoo references like peter talks about his grandfather was like mentioned some voodoo prophecies and i think one of the tv news guys says like oh it's like a voodoo resurrection so this is the point where it's shifting to nowadays it's always a virus or it's like some mushrooms or whatever. Whereas here it was, but they don't even really tell you what it is. I think they they say, oh, we're exploring the possibility that it's a virus. Yeah, I feel like was it radiation? It was radiation in Night of the Living Dead. Okay, yeah. okay. There's like a satellite fell out of the sky or something. It was. That's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the um so this these two films, I guess, are the point where zombie fiction shifted from a fantasy thing to sci-fi. Like prior to yeah. this, if you had zombies, it's because you're playing D&D and a necromancer resurrected them. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
74, so this was 78, and 74 they had Sugar Hill, which is a great uh, zombie use black exploitation movie, and they are voodoo zombies. Okay. It's pretty great. Absolutely no science. <laughs> what's no up, science all... evolved. I mean, I yeah, guess no. in this one it is radiation. They're like theorizing about it being a virus, but if we consider this an actual sequel tonight, then it would be radiation. I don't remember. It's supposed to be. Day. Yeah. Okay. I think day makes it relatively clear it's radiation. Okay. Is that why they're living yeah. underground, or is it just the zombies is why they're living underground? <laughs> There's it's uh, Earth. The surface is pretty much uninhabitable. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's well. One cool. of the guys in this suggests just nuking the cities, and so maybe that happened between dawn and day. Yeah. <laughs> well, they left one because there's land, um, <laughs> but it is sort of a Mad Max thing, I guess, where they, they they they're sequels, but they're not quite sequels. Yeah, you're just sort of back in the world where the rules are the rules, and etc. Well, well, and he makes them like almost ten years apart. Yeah. So. Well, no, even George Miller is gone on record saying like the Mad Max movies are basically legends of the sky that's why a lot yeah, of the yeah. little details don't fit together so well like what age is at a certain point does he have the interceptor or not that's what that's how legends. i've always preferred to think of the legend of zelda series and that's why everyone who tries to do timeline shit is a tedious nerd well they did put in the title <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> gotta give they put in the title so <laughs> what what is the strain of horror that um will make you watch anything no matter how shit is there because obviously it's not zombie but there, there's something no uh what will i watch um probably yeah. a black horror black horror from the 70s i'll watch absolutely any oh right right as you go i guess absolutely next, i guess i guess next year's doctor rough would bring in for blackula <laughs> blackula is top of the heap i mean that's one of the greatest i mean i'm really can't stand vampires i would watch a zombie before i'd watch a vampire so the fact that Blackula is remains one of the greatest to me. It's a it's a testament to what they did with that movie. Yeah, but I'm trying to yeah. plumb down into. I which... like OG Dracula, but I can't think of any vampire fiction since then. I've enjoyed so. Nicholas Cage made a good vampire. No, but I'm just watching Nicholas Cage. I don't care what the context. <laughs> okay, is. the movie's not that great, but <laughs> Nicholas Cage makes a great vampire. <laughs> yeah, but that's why I always prefer just Nicholas Cage YouTube compilations. To any actual film of his. Okay, there we go. I will. I I will like be more game to watch a shit Nick Cage film than a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Would this be uh, Cage exploitation? Cage exploitation. Yeah, maybe that's my soft spot. Cage you can't exploit Cage because he's just up for everything. Um, uh, women in prison movies. I'll pretty watch. I'll pretty much watch any women in prison. Yeah. The the only you... Cage movie I haven't watched is actually The Wicker Man, simply because I really like the old one. <laughs> And I oh. went back to stay the Wicker Man. <laughs> I've never watched the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man because seeing all those scenes in context would ruin them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's the Wicker Man remake was kind of where the today's flip out Nick Cage trope came from. Like he 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 wasn't like it didn't feel like a conscious thing he was doing until Wicker Man. <laughs> yeah. Whereas now you've got stuff like Color Out of Space where he's been hired specifically to do that. <laughs> No, and exactly. Glorious. Yeah, the, like I love that film. But. Yeah. yeah, the um, the prisoner of the ghost land came out about a month ago. That's the way it was with that. He just, <laughs> I don't even care about these films. I was gonna say this actually probably like a genius career move for him to just start doing this weird like. Pro I guess is this stuff straight to video or what? Um, 
No, Prisoner of Ghostland actually had an indie film, indie run. It was picked up by a semi-major distributor. Okay, I can't so it's, indie, it was. it's indie run though, right? He's not really yeah. showing up in the. Yeah. It was the big. Boys it was made by anymore. the guy that made Tokyo Tribe and uh, Cold Fish and uh, Suicide Club made it, and so it's got a lot of. It was made in. I think it, they made it in Japan. Actually, there's like only three uh, English-speaking stars. Um. Given this one a little more thought, I, I guess the crazies is a notable precursor. How many movies did Ramiro make in the seventies? Uh, well, there was there was Martin, and there was the crazies. I can't remember when Season of the Witch came out, but I want to say there was four or five. Okay, I, I feel like the crazies is his other big seventies one now. Because yeah, that, and that's a great movie. I mean, because that sort of has the manic energy of this one without mm-hmm. without zombies <laughs> yeah i mean i honestly some days you catch me and i'll i'll tell you i like the crazies more just because it's a little bit more focused yeah i was about to say like in like in that way it's a little bit better yeah the remake's actually pretty good at that too oh this is but funny bit... <laughs> this is, oh, uh... he also directed oj simpson juice on the loose a tv documentary about <laughs> up-and-coming black sports star oj simpson <laughs> No shit. <laughs> in 1974. <laughs> so the title is not referring to any sort of criminal activity. <laughs> Did you hear the recent O.J. Simpson quote? Was that? He doesn't like going out in Los Angeles because he feels like the killer could be anywhere around him. <laughs> well, he's not, probably not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like your soul's in the center and then thing, you, your body's around you. <laughs> <laughs> that was great <laughs> what was his book if i did it yeah it's like here's how i'd have done it if i did it <laughs> now he's just messing with us i i really want to watch do you ever hear about juiced what is juiced he, he did a pilot for like a hidden camera prank show starring oj simpson and like one of the pranks is he's in a used car lot selling the car from the chase and it's got bullet holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is post. Okay. Yeah. That's important. That's that's what makes that entertaining. That's what makes the uh, Ramiro documentary entertaining as well. <laughs> <laughs> so when did zombies actually eat brains? Because in this, the they just eat flesh. Return of the Living Dead must be. Is it specifically brains? Yeah. Mm. That's where you get yeah. the actual brains. Yeah, because um, they actually <clears throat> have a conversation with one of the more, more coherent zombies, and the zombie says it dulls the pain of being dead. You know, the brains specifically make it hurts to be dead, and brains make it not hurt. I definitely see. I haven't seen Turning Dead, but I've heard that excuse used in other films. It's like, yeah, I, I want to say it's the first time I heard of it, but somebody would have to like look that up to verify. But uh, the whole eating of brains uh, specifically, like I, I feel like Dan O'Bannon uh, came up with that for that. Like one of our Halloween quiz questions at work was like, what do zombies eat? The answer being brains. But thinking about it, there's not that much zombie fiction, especially contemporary, where it is specifically brains. It's just eating people I, I, these days. Yeah, just the the kind of cannibalism thing, you know. Um, what are they in World War Z? Do they eat flesh or 
because that's like the always pointed to as like the big see all i remember from that film was brad pitt's handsome face i'm talking about the books because they screwed up <laughs> they screwed up the movies okay. with the books the, the max brooks the actual book the max because it was done like yeah it was done more like a documentary like you know they t- i don't know what that movie was those piles of cg nothing <laughs> my grandmother was an extra in world war z but they were told not to speak to Brad Pitt and they're spoken to first. <laughs> oh, perhaps it's for the best. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you just mentioned the cannibal stuff because that the Italians were doing the cannibal stuff before they were doing the zombie stuff. Yeah. Oh, I love I may watch any cannibal movie also. Women's Prison and Cannibal. Those are two of my favorite genres, yeah. Luke, have you delved into the world of cannibal movies? I watched Cannibal Run. No, that doesn't count. <laughs> Cannibal that was Run. A good one, I would so watch Cannibal Run. If I could rent that tonight, I would watch Cannibal Run. Anyway, um, I don't know if I've ever seen a Cannibal I think, movie. It, I think it's uh, Cannibal Holocaust is one that will just straight up fuck you up. I've seen like... Yeah. Um, like that... Cannibal. Still in count to yeah, the yeah. Italians. Okay. You, you haven't... I mean, I'm not even saying you should. You're talking but, like video nasties shit. Yeah, this is stuff yeah. that will actually like disturb... Like it's... If it doesn't disturb you, even if you're desensitized, there's something slightly wrong with you. <laughs> yep, absolutely. They are rough. So, um, so okay, that that is very close to. It's almost like the more voodoo kind of uh, thing than the uh, you know just having like they always have the the tribes that eat people. You know. Right. Yeah, the, the the Italian cannibal. It's good to make that distinction. They are far off always in the amazon somewhere and the humans happen upon them and and screw screw up where they don't belong and yeah they're then eaten summarily and taken apart wonder why they don't make these anymore <laughs> <laughs> but there is the um i know there are a couple of tribes where it's just like anyone goes near they get killed sentinel so island is it i think it's sentinel island it's uh it's near, like kind of to the east of Indonesia, west of Indonesia, where, yeah, anyone approaches, they'll just start screaming and throwing things at whatever's trying to, to land. Like, yeah, they've a... gone there and died, and we can't even recover the bodies and shit. Right. It's just like they will kill anyone who comes to their island. Yeah, Which, there was like, a, there's a duck. Smart move. <laughs> <laughs> there's a documentary called Keep the River on Your Right. And it's about a guy who befriended and then later became lovers with the guy of a cannibal tribe when he was encountered then. It's like a fascinatingly true story. So the cannibals live on the left side of the river, is it? <laughs> That's where you're dude. walking. It's on my right. Yeah, 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 it does. <laughs> That's not good advice because it should be like, keep the river to your right as you go north. Yeah. If you're looking to pick up young, fine young cannibals, then maybe it is great advice. Well, if you're given that advice, I mean, are on they one cannibals side. if they just eat my ass? <laughs> you got With a spoon. Bad. <laughs> the entire the the entirety of the ass of the spork you gotta be wanting to do that yeah <laughs> i can't end another podcast by going off of the alex jones i'll eat your ass routine but... <laughs> why not i feel like i quote alex jones too much <laughs> <laughs>
I think that does leave us with an interesting where does this movie hold up thing, though, because it's so early in the zombie mythos, it almost exists separately from it, I think. Okay. Like if we're thinking the Resident Evil strain, you know, and, and more recent stuff, it's way, it's a very different world than that. It's like, if, if we call Resident Evil movies like zombie movies, then this is almost something different. <laughs> yeah, no, this is before the video game zombie movie, you know, where it's just about shooting them apart. Yeah. Uh, and also before like the post-apocalyptic movie genre as well. So it's 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 more there's just it's more about the humans and about the metaphor and you know Ramirez overall kind of social statement he carries over from Night of the Living Dead on. It stands on its own. Like I don't even think of it as a zombie movie, really. It's just a horror, like a classic horror to me. Yeah, I guess it's this one of the first movies to try and show the process of the end of the human race because you got like dystopias you know we did sort of green logan's run but uh as far as you know destruction of motion this because night just suggests it it doesn't show it like this yeah i feel like we either we either see things approaching or set considerably after but the actual decline yeah i don't know how often we see that and it's done very well i talk about the the first mad max showing that quite well actually still probably better than this one because this one still feels like a little bit past the tipping point although with zombies the tipping point doesn't take long so (laughs) i feel like the first mad max would come a little later than this a little later yeah okay yeah i think most of society is pretty much broken down in mad max yeah well just break i guess it's a slow breakdown in that world where it's a a very quick breakdown here yeah um (laughs) Like well, one thing I really liked was because you see the TV studio at the start and then a bit later they watch TV and it's just like a falling apart stage, <laughs> like just rabble rousing because, yeah, they're trying to put something out, but everything's falling apart. I thought that was really well done, even if the guy playing the TV host was not the greatest actor. No, he no. wasn't. <laughs> well, the point was partly was he was crap on the camera, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the one, go ahead, no one's even going to see this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you did you did recognize Romero at the beginning though at the controls, right? I have in the past. I didn't notice him this time around, but uh, no, I didn't know that. Was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe I think his wife may also be in one of the shots too. If the question is how does this hold up, the answer is really fucking well. <laughs> like, um, like I, th- I think I had seen bits of it before, or maybe seen the whole film before, but I more or less watched it for the first time last night. And like for all of our listeners, yeah, you can just watch this whole film on YouTube, and the quality was better than most stuff I watch on Netflix. Like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I mean, the only ways that it's aged are just maybe the music, and then like the very like overly blue makeup sort of look for the zombies has gone out of fashion and i noticed films don't have blood this color anymore it's always a really dark almost black blood now right yeah this is one of the only films i think that has quite the psychedelic color of blood but i've never (laughs) just like sliced up a bunch of people so i don't really know what blood would look like in that context no this is this is more like (laughs) hammer hammer horror blood. yeah yeah Yeah. yes hammer horror is exactly what this is I seem to recall the blue kind of being a mistake. Like it, like they actually had something that looked more realistic and it didn't come across. Well it's like home. the, um, like Kirk's jumper is actually green. Oh, right. Sort of shit. Yeah. Maybe it just didn't look that way in, in the flesh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't actually supposed to look quite that blue on, and it just yeah. came out that way once they filmed it. <laughs> um, but like yeah. in terms of the plot beats, in terms of the acting and the characters, 
you could watch this and then never have to watch one of these films ever again. That's more or less, I guess, what I've been doing in my life. Because, yeah. So. yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I like zombie films. I'm like, well, I just, when I say that, I just go and watch Dawn of the Dead again most of the time. So, right. yeah. <laughs> and if I get it's bored of this choice. one, maybe I watch the, yeah. the, the Schneider cut, which isn't terrible. <laughs> no, you and I saw that in the theater when it came out. And I recall being very impressed. Oh, we were very impressed. Now, uh, now I'm like, well, I still like the first one better. And I... Zack Snyder's, it's hard to... Yeah, Snyder's pretty good when he doesn't have to come up with his own story. True. And <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go on record, and I actually do like his Watchmen quite well, so... Yeah, no, it's true. I think it's as good as you can get for something which is a comic book about being a comic book. <laughs> and it was not made to be made into a film. Because so. there's that recent TV show, that's something... I mean, it's, uh, that, it's yeah, a I completely it different story, stories, yeah, so... so. But I have not seen that because, as I said, I guess I'm burnt out on the, the superheroics for the time being. <laughs> I watched Spider-Man. No, the wa- the Watchmen Spider-Man. show is excellent. No, I've heard it is quite good. So I just like... Uh. <laughs> it takes me back to a, a, a tweet I saw about Toy Story 4 was like, this film being good isn't enough of a reason to make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's another one I haven't <laughs> seen yet, partially because my daughter is 12 now and has no interest in doing Toy Story 4. <laughs> Toy Story 4 is my favorite of all... Three, the... three was my favorite when I saw yeah, three. That, I just... Like I said, it could be very good. I just don't think that's enough of a reason to make a fourth Toy Story. <laughs> no, no, you you got to take one away if you stick with the three. So my last <laughs> Sunday family viewing sessions were Alien and The Shining. So, <laughs> well done. No, Han, I was like, I want to see some horror movies. So I like, I don't have that many, but these are close enough. <laughs> well, Shining definitely. So. <laughs> Oh no, aliens horror. No, it's yeah, a monster yeah, yeah. movie. No, it is. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous that we're doing a sci-fi sanctuary and we're doing horror movies and we haven't done fucking alien yet. Is that right? Yeah, That's but we right. gotta get someone special on for alien. Yeah, yeah. Alien's definitely on the I I've I've made invites for alien, so I keep meaning to okay. I just didn't get an answer. <laughs> um, oh. I mean we've done Prometheus, so we have technically touched that universe now. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> Man, not having alien. That's a that was a I, I assumed that was one of the first. Well, I just watched Alien. If that nah, it's got to be like a, a 150 or something at this point. We can't just chuck it in. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we wrap it up, does anyone have any big points they want to throw out on this one? I, I think we covered the bases pretty well. One of the like groans the zombies make, I think, is the sound effect they use in Doom. Oh. Sounded exactly like it. Just the. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been. Maybe yeah. that's brought them in. It gives you know twenty years later. I mean, it was effect. definitely the that's the noise they were going for. Yeah, but I feel like it might have been the sound clip. The same one. Yeah, I can only get all the monster noises in one go. That's the sort of thing I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that one. There's a few that sounded just like those groans. <laughs> Most of these either sound like cows, tigers, or cow tigers. <laughs> I started thinking of the fart soundboard again myself. God, that was the best. It's one of the best things. That'll have to be a very special episode sometime where we watch Sumo and use the fart soundboard. <laughs> special episode of what? I don't know. <laughs> That's why it's a very special episode. <laughs> Give it its own podcast feed. Now that have to be YouTube because you need to see the sumo wrestlers. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that would be the best. Would well, be I, the I best. keep saying, you know, when when they when they're 
their viewership is going down because too many of the old G-san have passed on. They'll have to start doing that. <laughs> getting yeah. new viewers because kid, the kids in Japan, sumo is not cool. That's why I want to see like the high, the cute high school girl who's like completely obsessed with sumo wrestlers. She definitely exists. It's got to be out there somewhere. Who <laughs> <laughs> should make a movie about that? They'd have to be Japanese though. <laughs> yeah, we could not make that movie again. No, <laughs> no, no. How about your movies? Oh yeah, man. Uh, I have one called Wet T-shirt Zombies. Pretty great. <laughs> Among many others, um, you can get that at gonzorific.com. G-O-N-Z-O-R-I-F-F-I-C. That's my friends and I. We make movies here in Athens, Georgia. Um, one from almost 10 years ago, May of the Dead, M-A-E of the Dead. Um, I actually tried to make my own like legit zombie story. And that one I think is on Vimeo. Look it up, man. Now we run the ball to you. I no guess. way. I want stoned Matt doing the <laughs> plugs this week. <laughs> okay. So, Don't deprive us of this. This is a podcast. It's called Matt Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary. It's part of this and other podcast at Podcastio Podcastius, where we talk about those goddamn educational films and Pokemon and Monster Hunter and things like that. That's Podcastio Podcastius. It's on Patreon. <laughs> Did I say that already? <laughs> that was good. That was good. I got everything out, I think. Here's Facebook, maybe. <laughs> there might be Facebook. Hey, I was almost like, Facebook's finally gone. This this is probably good, this having happened the day before, right? Yeah. I was like, kind of like, you know, if it doesn't come, because I, I can email Andrew. I still have his email, right? <laughs> it can line you. This is probably okay. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Very okay with Facebook going away. <laughs> I mean, it's useful, but at the same time, it's like, it's like, it's, it's just, we've fallen into using it, but it's not like I can't contact all those people other ways. The feeling was kind of like, oh, the nightmares ended, something you don't get in Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I did see some great posts of like, people had to spend a whole six hours only getting medical advice from professionals. <laughs> <laughs> what time of day was that in the States? That was a midday thing, was it? I was yeah, I was out for most of the day, so I didn't I didn't catch it. And I've been on vacation this week, and so it really had no impact on the world of journalism for me. No, for me, I got up and I was like, "Oh, I'll check it," and then you know nothing came up. And I was like, "Look at I'll look at CNN," and they're like, "Ah, it's been out for hours." And, and I was like, "Okay," and a few hours later, I checked and was there. So whatever. But yeah, for those no, few hours, I was like, you know, if it doesn't come back, it's probably okay. If someone like just like you know like Fight Club did at the end, you know, that'd be. Yeah. no i no i played i played <clears throat> video games and watched movies and stuff like that it really didn't need it <laughs> I, I didn't even hear about it till after the fact because i haven't been on facebook for like 10 months so. <laughs> <laughs> that works out it's great you... i recommend it to everyone <laughs> <laughs> well uh... you know outside there's these things called trees they're really nice <laughs> <laughs> but they smell funny <laughs> Oh, yeah, and you and your basement on Facebook, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was my attempt at a tiger cow. We didn't even mention uh, Matt starred in a zombie movie that I made called Satan's House of Yoga. <laughs> I don't think I was a zombie in it, though. You sent me. No, a- you were. You were being chased by zombie yoga women, and uh, you blow your brains out, and one of them eats it off the wall. 
do they like chase him in like contorted yoga positions? I don't remember there being a whole lot of that. I just remember being really unnerved when the zombies had to come at me, like, you know, the shot where I'll come forward. And so I'm standing in the place where Matt had to stand. And I was like, this is some bullshit. I don't like this at all. I just remember making an absolute mess of your bathroom. I've just realized that Matt regularly oh. tells me why he likes slow zombies. And now that we're doing a podcast on that subject, he didn't even talk about it. Much. I said it. He said you like it to say why. And this film is a perfect example of what you always bring up. The hubris? Yeah. I said that at some point, didn't I? No, you just said you like the slow ones more than the fast ones. Because um, people's pride, because they have to strategize. Yeah, because right? it's... Theoretically, they're not that difficult to escape. Right. But because mm-hmm. people get... Like in this film, they just go over up to the window and laughing at them and screaming at them and shit. <laughs> and then you've just got the fucking hands covering up the window and it's like, yeah. This film, again, this film nailed it, so why did you need to make any more? <laughs> I think we've tried to outro like three times now so do we start making zombie noises again no i just think andrew you and the listeners at home can all fuck off Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. What dreams may come.